What's up, everybody? It's the Junkyard Dogcast live on YouTube. I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7 with me, Kip Adams and Rusty Mansell. Trace Ombrace, all three of us. We, we, got, we got the gang back together today, and, and that means one thing. Uh, we're making picks because it's Thursday, and it's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. I ain't calling it nothing else. It's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. It's not at some Battle of the St. John's or the Battle of the Okefenokee or whatever you want to call it. It's a cocktail party. I'm gonna have some drinks uh, tomorrow once I what? get uh, get get down in the Sunshine State myself. Man, you're working. Yeah, cocktails, buddy. Cocktails. That's part of work. You know, you, level you got to get on. Certain level. All right. <laughs> certain level you got to get on. You got to get right. You got different. Got to get right for that Braves game. I hope it gets rained out. Help us sort out the rotation a little bit. You've been pushing that one hard. (laughs) All right, yeah. So let's get into this thing. And uh, obviously, Georgia, 14-point favorite. Um, Kip, has the line moved? No, this one's been the most stagnant line, I think, of the season. That hasn't really – I mean, it's hit 14.5 a couple times, bounced back to 14. But one of those two numbers is pretty much what the line's been at any point. I've had that tab open check and just waiting to see something happen. Yeah. No movement at all. Yeah, waiting to see a point and a half come off of that or something or a point not hadn't happened yet. So Georgia 14, 14 and a half point favorite. You might have gotten it at either one of those. Uh, Rusty, going into this game, you've had all week to think about it. We talked about it just a little bit yesterday. Prevailing thought, key matchup, give it to us. Um, key matchup. I'll I'll say Georgia's defense being able to uh, not let Florida have explosive plays. Last year they had explosive plays. I think when you look at this game, the longer Florida has to drive down the field, the least the likely they're going to score enough points to win this game. I think defensively, Georgia is the number one defense in the country. I think everybody would agree on that. Uh, but can they limit Florida? who's had a bye week, um, a lot of time for Dan Mullen to dial up some things. Uh, I think they're going to do ev- – they're going to have trick plays. They're going to go for it on fourth down. They're going to do everything. They're not going to leave anything in the bag tom- uh, Saturday when they play uh, Georgia. So, I think the key matchup is Georgia's defense limiting the explosive plays, giving up chunk plays, a big play uh, to Florida because if they do that, then I think Georgia, uh, they handle business on Saturday. With you on that, for sure. Kip, what's your uh, prevailing thought? Had all week to kind of look at it or a key matchup, either one. Well, I think Kirby Smart always tries to discuss the DNA of his team or what he wants the DNA to be. And he always mentions, you know, composure. He mentions composure and toughness, but really that that composure is something that that he tries to harp on and, and hammer home that's important. And I think more so than ever in Jacksonville, that's that's what you got to have. Big plays are bound to happen, good or bad for your team. And I think when you're playing a team like Florida that, you know, goes for the big play on both sides of the ball, that's what Georgia has to have. You know, it, if you're Nicobe Dean, you're going to have to have eyes on the quarterback to, to kind of see what he's doing, but also just know that, the running backs and tight ends are obviously going to be a big part of this game or their goal offensively. And so you just, I mean, that eye discipline and that composure, if you give up a big play to to forget it and be ready for the, for the next one, it's going to be key. And at the same time at the quarterback position, whoever's playing quarterback for Georgia is going to have to have the same thing because they're going to try to, 
you know, they're going to try to get in the backfield and, and you know, kind of rally a little bit. That's going to be their goal defensively to have a chance in this game. So I think, you know, if, if Georgia's linebackers, if you're, you know, Georgia's quarterback, having composure is going to be the key to, for Georgia to accomplish its goal and, and kind of put this one away as quickly as possible and, and kind of get everyone calm and, and playing the kind of football that Kirby Smart wants them to play, which is not turning the ball over and, and being efficient on both sides of the ball. Speaking of turning the ball over, Florida needs to break a streak, I think, to win this game. And that streak is 10 games in a row now. They've turned it over at least once. Florida has turned it over at least once in 10 straight games dating back to last season. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. I can look at it real quick. I believe that game that they didn't turn it over last season, the last time they didn't turn it over was at Tennessee last year. Um, Most of the time, in most games, they've turned it over – more than once. I mean, they turned it over more than once the last three games last season. Uh, they've turned it over. The, they had a they had a five straight uh, five, a, a streak. Sorry, a five straight games coming. You know, from last season to this season, turning it over at least twice a game. And uh, they've they went three straight with with just turning it over once. Now they've turned it over. Uh, you know, two times and four times in the past two games. Four against LSU. A lot of interceptions this year. Twelve interceptions. Now four of those happened the last time out against uh against uh uh LSU so that's a problem but at the same time I mean I don't you look at 12 you look at eight in a game like this there's still a lot in the SEC and uh I think that's something that Florida has to do absolutely has to do to win this game and it's something that's going to have to do you know early at you know first half to kind of stay in this game because I just don't see the Gators being able to kind of give Georgia a turnover, whether it's, you know, there are two types of turnovers. There are field flipping turnovers that allow an offense to have a short field. There are turnovers that if they're deeper into the opponent's territory, well, then that's basically throwing away an opportunity to score. One way or another, they hurt. I mean, it doesn't matter where they happen, they're they're problematic. And so I think that that Georgia – Coming into this game, you know, you talk about Georgia being able to take needing to take care of the football. I think it's even more imperative that Florida needed to ask to take care of the ball because if if one of these teams can come out and win and plus, you know, in minus two turnover margin, it's Georgia. Florida's not going to do it. You know, you ask yourself that question, and we'll get into picks very shortly here, okay? But you ask yourself that question: which team has the best chance of blowing the other team out? That's the team you should pick. Well, Georgia's got the best chance of blowing Florida out. They're two score favorite. Uh, and and I think everybody would agree to that. I think it would be absolute. It would floor everybody if Florida came out here and and uh, kind of gra- even grabbed a comfortable lead on Georgia in this game. Uh, but but to me, you know, Georgia needs to force turnovers. Florida's got to try to prevent them because at this, you know, that that's just something they haven't been able to do in ten straight games. That kind of uh, kind of blew me away a little bit when I saw that uh, a little bit earlier. All right, guys, that's out of the way. I know this is a quick first half of the show. We're going to have picks on the other side. Let's do it. All right, guys, before we get into picks, two-word answers from each of you. Just two words. Who's going to start at quarterback? In your in your mind, who do you think starts the quarterback? Rusty, who you got? Mm. Stetson Bennett. Kip, who you got? JT Daniels. You know, Kip, I think I would have agreed with you uh, a couple days ago. Gut feeling told me JT – I think I agree with Rusty about both playing, and I know I'm breaking my own rule here with the two-word answer. Uh, and I think if both are going to play, I think J- I think Stetson starts coming in, coming in off of three starts. I've had some time to kind of think about this one. 
I think Stetson's going to get the start. I think both are going to play. And uh, who plays more might depend on how well whoever gets into the game plays. But I think Georgia's in a really good situation here because they're not they're not feeling around in the dark trying to figure out the quarterback situation. they got two guys they feel really good can get it done, and both have played at a high level this year. All right, let's get into them picks. And, Kip, I'm going to you first, man. Lead us off. Uh, lead, All right. Uh, against right-handers, uh, you are uh, Eddie Rosario right now. Who you got? <laughs> All right. Well, I hope I have that Eddie Rosario performance here, at least uh, that game one or the NLCS performance game one. Obviously, he's – He's the guy I hope to bring to home in Atlanta as well. You know, you guys talked about the quarterbacks. That's the one thing that I think is, even though you're feeling as as good as you've ever felt about Georgia, it's kind of the one potential stumbling block there. And it's just that as, as good as Stetson Bennett's been, he, he has not really been the guy that's performed well coming off the bench. You know, I don't like either one. I don't like the quarterback rotation plan. I, I think it's, not one that really gives you a, a, a lot of uh, momentum. It's a it's a potential momentum killer. Uh, I don't like playing two quarterbacks on purpose. Uh, you know, if, if one guy's rolling, he should be rolling. And if one guy's not performing well, yeah, then you put the other guy in and hope for something better. But we haven't really seen that. Where we're, you know, George has put a different quarterback in and kind of you know, gotten better performance from him. I think that's just that that one thing, that one aspect. If you're kind of worried about this game is if Georgia comes out slow or comes out performing well, makes the change at quarterback and, and doesn't get good results out of that. That's the one stumbling block. Other than that, you know, I, th- I think this this game is, is really in Georgia's favor. It, it's kind of a, a very misleading because if you look at it on paper, Georgia's only scored one more touchdown than Florida has this year, I believe, 34 to 33. And uh, I think Florida's only had to punt the ball one more time than Georgia this year. I think it's 23 to 22. And they're both top two in, in the SEC and yards per play differential. Turnovers, so, though, Kip. That, that's that, one of the well, reasons. Um, you know, I mean, let me continue my analysis here. When we start looking at this game, I think that's the difference is that Florida has, has done a terrible job taking care of the football so far this year. And Honestly, you look at the four, the four turnovers against LSU, but then you go back a game further. I mean, they they threw two interceptions against Vanderbilt, you know, and the fact that you've turned it over 13 times this year and then you look at whether Florida can force turnovers, they haven't done a good job with that either. Uh, they've only got six on the year. It's 12th in the SEC. Four of their six turnovers came against Florida Atlantic and again Vanderbilt. So they're they're not you know the the stats are misleading there. I think you look at Florida's quarterbacks, obviously in the in the in the run game, a little misleading for for their offensive line. I think they're kind of seen as overachievers, but I think it's also a little smoke and mirrors with the way their quarterbacks are able to break tackles and uh, and also just create for themselves in one on one situations. I don't think that Florida is going to be able to get away with, with, with running the ball with these quarterbacks. And I also don't think they're going to be able to protect. If, if they have Anthony Richardson back there, they're going to try to do play action. They're going to try to throw it deep with him. I don't think they're going to be able to protect long enough for Anthony Richardson to either roll out or, or you know, again, for there to be any room over the top to, to make a lot of big plays. And when if Emory Jones is in there, uh, I mean, George is going to press. 
I don't think that Georgia's going to sit back and let him dink and dunk down the field on underneath routes and, and move the ball consistently. I think they're going to they're going to press and <laughs> they're going to make force him into bad situations as well. So uh, I, I see Georgia having a lot of success uh, offensively in, in the run game. I, I think that you know Garon Dexter, I think Kyrie Elam, uh, Zachary Carter, those guys are guys that are probably going to they're going to play on Sundays. But overall, this defense is not really performed well in key situations. I think Georgia's going to be in manageable third downs, and I don't think that Grantham's uh, you know defense is going to be able to get enough pressure on whoever's at quarterback to really force them into bad decisions. So uh, I really like George in this game offensively. I think they're going to be able to, you know, really capitalize on some big plays, some broken tackles by the running backs. Uh, I I think Georgia kind of goes away with this one in the third quarter. I got them winning 31 to 13. It may be two touchdowns, but you know what? I'll predict a, uh, another block kick. I don't think Florida gets to 14. I thought about player of the game for a while here. I mean, the Kobe Dean would be a, an outstanding pick because I think he's going to have a lot of big plays in this game. I mean, honestly, I I think he can go several players on defense. But you know what? I, I think in the end, Chris Smith is going to be a guy that gets multiple turnovers in this game because, like I said, like we said, I think Florida turns the ball over too much. I think they're good for two to three interceptions in this game. So I got Chris Smith as player of the game, Georgia 31 to 13. Rusty, I hate going last all the time, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna sandwich in between you guys, and I I like something Kip had to say there, and it was about Stetson being that pinch hitter type of quarterback, being the you know the two and one or whatever the come in drive the the, the peer like. You're right. I mean, uh, yeah, he came on really well in in, in relief of Dewan Mathis, um, and we don't have a huge sample size, but it seems like he kind of does get into a groove a little bit better as a starter. Uh, he got off to a really fast start against this Florida team last year before getting hurt. So I think that's a really good point there and might factor into the coach's decision, which I'm not even sure has been made yet. Uh, I I just do – I do believe that they plan on playing both of them. And um, I think it will sort itself out in due time. But as of right now, I think they've got two guys playing at a high level and this is going to help them get it sorted out, and I think it can help them win. This is not a typical two-quarterback situation in my mind, and, and I could be wrong on that. We'll see. It could be a stumbling block. Um there are a lot of different ways to look at this game, and I always tend to think that if a team gets absolutely exploited with a week to prepare, it's one thing. If they get exploited with two weeks to prepare, it's another. And I, you know, I, Kip, I think I brought this up on on our Tuesday show, the Sean Williams thing, uh, you know, back at Georgia in 2012, and uh, the the him calling the his teammates soft and Georgia's defense soft and. You know, Todd Grantham was the coordinator of that defense, and Georgia went from, you know, Kentucky running it down their throat to, you know, basically allowing nothing to to Florida and turning them over six times. Um, I think Florida's defense is going to have some pride. Now, I don't know how resilient that pride is going to be if Georgia's able to get out to a fast start. But I think they're going to come out with their hair on fire. They're going to play really well. And I think I think we're looking at a close game at halftime, a game that that you're probably looking at and you're thinking, well, Georgia, Georgia controlled this a little bit or, or maybe Georgia should be up more than it is. But I see – I think Georgia leads. I think it's going to be, pre, you know, pretty tight. You know, 14-7, you know, 17, you know, 13, something like that. I, I, I don't necessarily know that I see Florida scoring that much early. But I'm with you. I think Georgia pulls away late. 
And I think it's you know, I think it's going to be not necessarily depth that allows Georgia to pull away de- late, but adjustments because Florida's got some guys they're having to depend on some guys like an Anthony Richardson, even an Emory Jones, who. Emory Jones has played a lot of football. He hasn't played a lot of big-time football. He hasn't played a lot of pressure-packed situation-type football. And I think that, that George is going to be able to adjust and, like you said, get those turnovers um, at some point in this game. Uh, I think Georgia's special teams is going to make a play at some point in this game. And uh, I think Georgia kind of runs away with this one because I, I do think that if Georgia can put some adversity in front of Florida and if it can put enough adversity in front of Florida, then – the heads might hang a little bit because this is a three-loss team. And it's really tough to keep that, what am I doing this for, type of mentality. I do it sometimes during the podcast. What am I doing this for? All right? But, but you know, it's it's tough to keep that kind of from creeping in. And I think Florida's kind of on the brink of that, at losing two games in a row. And I think if Georgia can put some adversity in front of them, um, that that's going to happen. I'm taking I'm taking Georgia 38-13. I thought about going a little bit on the low side because I do think Florida's defense is going to kind of answer the bell, and they had their pride taken away from them a little bit by LSU. Uh, but I think Georgia's going to going to not only make adjustments but also wear them down and uh, and kind of pull away 38-13. And uh, I'm going to go on the defensive side as well because I, I think that Georgia's linebackers are a big time key in this game. And I'm going to say Quay Walker. And I say Quay Walker because I look back at the last two games against Arkansas, I'm sorry, against Kentucky and against Auburn, and the dude is playing at a really high level. He's making plays. He's he's you know he's making plays on the quarterback. He's making plays in coverage. He's one of the first guys to the ball um, when he's in the game. And I think this is a game where where Quay Walker is going to make a couple of big plays, whether it's a third down sack when he's the only guy that has a chance to keep one of these quarterbacks from getting to the to the first down marker or an interception or a tip ball that results in an interception. I think Quay Walker is going to have a big game. Rusty, clean us up, man. First of all, I think I'm going to start. Bruce is already drinking. Brian's already drinking. He says for you to come on down, Jake. He's already in Jacksonville. He's drinking. Bruce has got it 55 to nothing. I think he's with Brian already this morning. They're 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 together somewhere early. Sauce. So our uh, our, our comment area is pretty lit. Uh, to, I think it's Tanil. <laughs> Tanil here uh, lost some bets. Cried for days last year. So. Our comment section is pretty popping this morning. Thank you for everybody that subscribed here lately, man. It's been crazy how quick this thing is taking off and, and all our, you know, guys we have on every week. And uh, I'll go back to this. Um, I'm kind of going to be a Debbie Downer right here a little bit. Everybody has one of those games. Every team you go back, you look at LSU 2019, you can go back to every one of these national championship teams I looked at the last couple of days. Everybody has one of those games where somebody has to make a late kick uh, for whatever reason, uh, it's a it's an extremely tight game, uh, four quarter game. You know, I really didn't think that way this week. I really didn't think going into this week. Uh, you look at a fourteen point spread, the way Georgia's defense is playing. It's Jacksonville, and crazy things have happened in Jacksonville many, 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 many times. It's craziness happens down there. You know, you go back to the ninety seventeen. You know, Georgia was a twenty one point underdog, and they won that game. You go down there in 2002, Georgia's a 11 point or nine point favorite, undefeated, and they lose that game. There's all kind of craziness that's happened both sides. Florida has got uh, this is probably the most athletes, uh, you know, pound for pound that Georgia's played, minus Clemson game. You know, whatever happened there, Georgia dominated them. But 
this I just get this feeling this is going to be that game where Georgia's going to have to pull one out late. Um, Florida, they've got athletes. They hadn't put it together. They put it together against Alabama and almost beat Alabama. And, um, you know, very, very good game there. They just got just, – just went to LSU and, quite frankly, laid an egg at LSU. Uh, you look at that tape and they just ran it down their throat. And you look at what Georgia likes to do and likes to get physical with you. Um, I'm going to pick Georgia here, but I think this game is going to be a lot closer than many, many. I mean, I'm looking at people and nobody's really giving Florida a chance. I'm not seeing anybody that's saying, Hey, this game's going to be, I mean, this is a 14 point spread. I, I've sitting, I watched uh, two different shows this morning and they're predicting a Georgia blowout. You know, it's just one of those things where every year, if you're going to be a championship team, you're going to have to find out where you are at some point during that regular season. There's going to be a game where it just doesn't make sense. Can you win that game? I think this game's going to be a lot tighter than people think. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Georgia 24. I'm going to go Florida 17, and uh, I think they're going to find some ways. I think Richardson's going to give Georgia some problems at times, but I can't see him making enough plays to win this game. I think Georgia finds a way to win it. Uh, they get out of Jacksonville with a W. Kip, a fact check me here, but I think, I think I'm two for two on the last MVPs. I think I went with Lad McConkey at Auburn, and I went with Brock Bowers against um, Kentucky. So I'm, I, I know I, you went with Brock. I don't I know I, if you went with Lad. I, I I'm going to say I'm going to say I went with Lad. And if I'm wrong, y'all can just put it on the next pod. Okay, so I'm going to say my I'm two for two. Never mind the other twenty in a row that I missed. Um, I think this game, because of who Grantham is and how much he blitzes and how much one-on-one coverage uh, he leaves his guys. Now, Carrier Elam, I looked the other day, I think he's projected as one of the top two corners taken, along with Andrew Booth out of uh, Clemson, uh, probably one of the top two corners that's going to you know upcoming draft. So this guy, they're going to leave him on an island, let him man up somebody. That's going to free up some guys, uh, take some shots, whether it's Stetson Bennett or JT Daniels. But I think this is a game, at the end of the day, that Lad McConkey kind of cements who he is and a fan favorite for Georgia. He's going to get some one-on-one coverage. And it's one of those things, I know you look at him and he's not physically, he's not the biggest dude. You know, he's not really, really yoked up like some of these guys are. But before you know what, he's on top of you in coverage, ball skills, change of direction. He's got all those things. I think Lad McConkey has that Michael Bennett type game where Michael Bennett caught those balls in coverage, caught that touchdown pass. I think it was 2012, that game. Uh, I think Lad McConkey comes in here and scores two touchdowns for Georgia. I'll go with him. I'm taking Georgia 24-17. to 17. I think this game is much closer, and there will be a lot of fingernails chewed on in the fourth quarter uh, from this Georgia Bulldog fan base. All right, you got the picks, everybody. And, uh, and, and if Georgia blows them out, y'all give Rusty a hard time. Hey, uh, sooner or later they're going to have one of those. I, I've got to trust that Florida can find a way to score. Uh, Dan Mullen's pretty good offensively. He can dial some things up. You give him some time, two weeks to prepare for this game. Uh, I don't think they're an explosive team, so they're going to have to be creative to get get some touchdowns and maybe you know something cheap, a fumble recovery or something like that. But end of the day, I don't see them beating Georgia. I just think this is one of those games, man. It's kind of got that feel to me like this is going to be one of those those games that people are going to talk about for a while and Georgia finds a way to win it. I got the fact check in. Yeah, give it to uh, me. I've looked. 
Rusty picked wow. Brock Bowers for the Kentucky game. Okay. Rusty well. also picked Brock Bowers for the Auburn game. So I'm gonna fact check, fact check that, and I'll let you. <laughs> I'm looking that. at the screen right now. I'll send you that screenshot. Rusty picked Lad in his heart. He picked Lad in his heart for the Auburn. <laughs> picked Lad McConkey more than anybody. So by God, I'm saying I picked Lad McConkey. And I'm going with that. So I that. Yeah, I think both me and Kip picked uh, picked Stetson Bennett for the uh, for the Auburn game, but uh, yeah, all right, guys, it's all you over. Picked, but the, it, do what now? Yeah, you, you definitely. I know I picked Stetson. You picked Stetson. So, uh, uh, how about this? Who's the Who's the quarterback at the end of the game for Georgia? If Rusty's saying they're going to have to well, pull this one out and win it, who is that quarterback that leads that drive to put Georgia up? Good this question. Is I, this is what I told Jake Kip that we did on Wednesday. I think. Georgia, regardless of what's going on and what they want to say, I think at the end of this game, Georgia fan base is going to know exactly what Georgia's thinking with their quarterback position yeah. because that's a good point. Who's playing in that fourth quarter in a tight game? You're going to know who they're rolling with right now and kind of who they're who they're thinking about doing. So one last quick question, a little curveball for everybody. We'll get out of here. Here we go. Such, here a, we hot go. To- such a hot topic this week everywhere. Kind Uncle of Charlie. A, little, a, little different, a little different. What's your favorite Halloween candy? Jake, what do you got? Ah, uh, Reese's peanut butter cups, man. Reese's peanut butter cup. It's the only answer you're allowed to have. Uh, Jordan, Jordan, what do you got? Jordan, Sorry, I had to, I had to hop in to say Reese's as well. Yeah, all three, y'all. Yeah. That's why he's the producer. <laughs> you know, I mean, man knows year round, man. I mean, Rusty, I, we know you're a candy corn guy, dude. I like candy corn. I oh my than, god! I, I, listen, I don't mind candy corn either. I just hadn't had it in forever. Yeah, See, I mean, I would have, I would have been fine if you said Reese's Pieces because it's a good change up to get it in that form. See, hey, I like Werther's Original. Does that count? <laughs> My man Brian Bivens, who's by the way, I think he's drinking. He said he went with candy corn, so. That's my kind of guy there. Mm, I definitely you guys, you guys probably, corn. you guys are Jolly Ranchers and Zima guys. I can already tell. <laughs> oh my god! Ooh, that's oh my god! Jolly Ranchers and Zima, <laughs> Skittles and Zima. Kip has Ooh. come in with a haymaker here at the end and ended it. Man, that was like that was like uh, Fury hitting Wilder in the in the tenth round. Man, that woo, oh. that was bad. All right, guys, we're gonna let you go. We're gonna get on our way. All over but the crying now. Hopefully no crying for Georgia fans. We don't want to see you guys upset, but that's it for this episode of the Junkyard Dogcast. I'm Jake Rowe with Dolls 24-7. They're Kip Adams and Rusty Mansell from the same place. And y'all take it easy.